The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the sixth Box to Row countdown to kickoff, and we're excited to welcome head coaches from area colleges and universities to the capital city. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. In 2022, Raleigh was named Sports Travel Best Host City. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. On December 27th, 1892, Livingstone and Biddle College, now known as Johnson C. Smith University, played in Salisbury, North Carolina, with Biddle winning 5-0. Over time, HBCU football has evolved. HBCU football's popularity continues to rise. Millions attend games each year and millions more watch on television. The HBCU bands provide some of the top entertainment in the country. Over that time, some of the best players to ever play in the National Football League played at HBCUs. Every Monday through Friday on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, national radio and television host Donald Ware takes a look at what's happening in HBCU football and talks with coaches, players, administrators, and media about the season. Make sure you join the conversation on social media now. Here's your host, Donald Ware. For joining me on another edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, September 8th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Friday, week two of the HBCU football season. And this should be an exciting week. As a matter of fact, as we typically do on Fridays, we preview the HBCU National Game of the Week. This week, we've got two games. And the first game is a SWAC division or a matchup of SWAC schools as Jackson State going to be on the road against Southern. And you're talking about two of the best fan bases in all of HBCU football. So, you know, uh, on the campus of Southern in Baton Rouge is going to be rocking and rolling on Saturday. Let's look and let's start with the Southern offense. The quarterback is Harold Book uh, Blood, excuse me, Harold Blood, and not a great outing against Alabama State in the loss, 17 to 34 for 166 yards. He had one touchdown, two interceptions. He also carried the ball uh, in the uh, ball game for 22 yards. So that's going to have to, he's going to have to be better in that department. 
You know, Southern only rushed the ball for a total of 69 yards in the game against Alabama State. That's going to have to be better as well if Southern wants to win this football game. It's it's a different dynamic than last year. Southern is a is a is a, I don't know if Southern yet is a improved team from last year. I don't think that's it, but I think the playing field is a little bit more level. Jackson State was just better than everybody last year. Not necessarily the case, at least to this point. Not saying that Jackson State isn't good, but not clearly better than everybody else uh, like like the Tigers were on last year. I think if you look on the other side at the Jackson State defense, Jackson State in two games is giving up an average of 172 yards rushing. We saw what happened last week against Florida A&M, uh, a good run and pass balance. As a matter of fact, Jeremy... Florida A&M did a much better job in terms of running the football, but Jeremy Musa was still effective in the pass game as well. So Jackson State's going to have to find a way to corral that. And while Southern didn't do necessarily a good job running the football against Alabama State, you're not going to be you're not going to hold Gary Quarles to 30 yards rushing on eight attempts. Okay. Uh, Harold Blood's going to get loose. He's a guy that can run the quarter, the, the, run the football from the quarterback position as well. So I don't think that's going to happen in this football game. Let's flip things. If I look at the Jackson State offense, Jason Brown is the guy. Don't be surprised if you see Zy McDonald uh, play some quarterback on Saturday as well. Jason Brown's got some good receivers. Florida A&M was ready. Whatever. Jackson State was able to do against South Carolina State wasn't there against Florida A&M because Florida A&M is a, or excuse me, whatever Jackson State was able to do against South Carolina State wasn't there. Uh, Florida A&M, a much better defense than South Carolina State. A bunch of playmakers and major bowler, uh, all of that, those guys uh, for Florida A&M. So Jackson State's going to have to get, um, going to have to be able to definitely run the football, but I'm, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, like Mulligan or Mulligan is legit. Okay. Um, uh, JD Martin is out for Jackson state. So he he's injured. So that may be a bit of an issue uh, for Jackson state to be kind of balanced against an aggressive Southern defense. Uh, if I look at this, the, uh, if I look at the Jackson and we already talked about the Jackson state, Jackson state defense, but if I look again, um, at this at this Southern defense, um, it's going to put pressure on Jason Brown or whoever the quarterback is. Four sacks last week against Alabama State. A lot of times you get four four sacks, you're going to win a lot of ball games. Uh, but if you get any semblance of offense, which Southern was not able to do against Alabama State on last week, so you have those matchups. Um, for me. And to me, the game is in Baton Rouge. Uh, Jackson State's going to bring, you you know, you've got to figure Jackson State's going to bring a good contingency um, if the Tigers are able to get in. I'm not sure what the allotment is. I'm not sure how Southern handles the allotment of tickets um, to Jackson State. Uh, But it should be, it's going to be a great crowd. It's going to be sold out. I think Southern is ready for this football game, and I like Southern over Jackson State in this football game. The other 
HBCU, National Game of the Week, the Aggie-Eagle rivalry, North Carolina Central at North Carolina A&T, and both teams opened the season last week, the defending HBCU champions with the 47-21 victory over Winston-Salem State, uh, had a chance to talk with Trey Oliver, he wasn't, you know, he, he, he felt like the team played well in the first half, not so much in the second half um, overall. And uh, North Carolina A&T coming off a loss to UAB. The Aggies stepping up uh, in play. Um, and uh, so y- you can understand that loss. But let- let's break down the dynamics. If I look at North Carolina Central's offense, I mean, it all begins with the all-world quarterback. And that, you know, that that's, you know, he's going to have to be key because each year you've seen him grow. And even last year, he ta- he had a really, really good football game, a really, really good football game um, against North Carolina A&T on last year. He basically took what the defense gave him um, last year and a lot of underneath stuff, a lot of dump-off stuff, and it, it was very, very effective. Uh, you know, Davius Richard was really able to get it done I like the Eagles in the run game. I think, I think the Eagles' run game is is really, really good. This is the thing. And the, their receivers, the skill positions for the Eagles offensively, really, really good. I was at that game last week against the Rams. <clears throat> the concern I have in watching the, the Eagles up close, that offensive line. I don't think the offensive line is as strong as it needs to be for the Eagles. And that that's not just in this game against North Carolina A&T. That's moving forward. On the other side, when I look at the Aggies from a defensive perspective, I think the linebacker play is good. B.J. Turner is the transfer from Charlotte. He had 15 tackles against UAB last week. I think the secondary play is good. The corners and Aaron Harris and everybody's All-American and Karan Prunty are really, really good. The secondary is solid. A&T is smaller up front, which the Aggies are going to have to be able to use their quickness up front. But again, against a shaky Eagle offensive line, they may be able to make some plays. Um, A&T last year only had 15 total sacks on the season, didn't have a sack against UAB. As a matter of fact, didn't put a lot of pressure on the UAB quarterback on last week. Switching things, looking at the A&T offense. Um, you, 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 you know, Eli Brickhandler um, will be the starting quarterback. K.J. White is a true freshman to the backup, but the Aggies also get Zach Yeager, the quarterback who potentially was the quarterback to start last season. He was out last week. He's going to be back last week, so it's quite possible. I, I think, if anything, you'll see Brick Handler, and then you'll see uh, probably Yeager before you see White, but it's possible you could see three quarterbacks. Thing about A&T, the running game is really, really good. Um, when you're talking about Wesley Graves, you're talking about uh, Christian, who's a new kid. Both of those guys ran the ball very effectively along with Charlie Dixon. Um, A&T ran the ball well. The issue against UAB, the Aggies didn't throw it well. Only threw the ball eight times, but but ran the ball 41 times. But I think because A&T ran the football so well, the game dictated that A&T run the football opposed to throwing the football, thus the eight passes. The offensive line for A&T is really, really stout. Taking a look at the Eagles defense. Um, 
It's a solid defense. No doubt can put pressure on the quarterback. Good up front. Good in the back end. In the secondary as well. Um, So the Eagles are really, really good there. I think what this game may come down to is in the special teams game. And specifically for the Eagles, Brandon Codrington. He had another punt return for a touchdown last week. That's three in his career. This guy is electric. And when he gets his hands on the football, can really make some things happen. I have no prediction. I'm not going to make a prediction on this game. I'm going to recuse myself from making a prediction on the game as the play-by-play voice of the North Carolina A&T Aggies. But I hope you really enjoy the game. I think it's going to be a, a phenomenal, a phenomenal uh, football game. And so want you to enjoy that football game, whether you watch, whether you're at the game, or whether you listen. Same thing in Baton Rouge should be outstanding. So that's the H, or those are the HBCU National Games of the Week on the weekend edition of Box to Row. Morgan State head football coach Damon Wilson going to join us on the program. Of course, you can hear Box to Row perhaps on a radio station near you. You can log on to BoxToRow.com and find a radio station in your area that carries the program. You can also listen tonight on Sirius XM College Sports. That's channel 84, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 Central, and 3, Paci- uh, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Then you can also listen on Sirius XM channel 142, the HBCU channel on Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, that's 8 a.m. Central Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. We're talking HBCU football exclusively Monday through Friday. You can watch on the Box to Row YouTube channel and you can listen on BoxToRow.com as well as iHeartMedia.com. Dot com. Enjoy your weekend, your football game, and I'll talk with you on Monday. We hope you enjoy this episode of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. You can watch on our YouTube page on YouTube at HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to get your HBCU football fix on Box to Row with Donald Ware each weekend on a radio station near you and on Sirius XM on the HBCU channel, channel 142, and on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, channel 84. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest in HBCU football. And don't forget to tell a friend.